So I think definitely the first step is just acknowledging and accepting that, okay, these are parts of myself that, that I can work on, mm-hmm. but I can also use them to my advantage because I know that I've been through this. And so mm-hmm. let's say you meet somebody that's also going through the same thing. You mm-hmm. can actually like integrate your shadow self to actually help other people and like guide them into mm-hmm. accepting that part of themselves because I feel like What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Above the Horizon Move with Purpose podcast. Before I start, I just want to say thank you to everyone that has shared my podcast with others. Because of your support, my podcast has expanded its reach to six different countries, not including the U.S. So shout out to all you that decided to listen. I am truly humbled and grateful for this opportunity. So in this episode, my guests Nadika and I talk about tapping into your inner being and studying your own psychology with the intention of becoming an all-around better individual in every aspect. And yes, I'm keeping this intro super vague because I don't want to get too excited and spoil the content before the episode even begins. Again, thank you so much for the support thus far, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Above the Horizon Move with Purpose podcast. And today I have a special guest and one of my good friends, Nautica. What's up? How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. So today, today's episode is going to be a little different. So as you see in the title, it's called The Psychology of Self. So when you think about the psychology of a human, the psychology of um, just their being, there's so many elements that make that up. But today, in particular, we're going to focus on the internal versus the external self, um, all in the same realm of mental health. And also, we're going to talk about the aspects that contain in that, which is self-awareness, self-esteem, self-knowledge, and self-perception. For those of you that don't know, Nautica is like a wizard when it comes to anything psychology, mental health. She's really good at it. So my first question before we really get into the podcast like i did in the second episode just kind of tell the audience what you're about any hobbies or any type of skill set that you have that you or that you develop just to kind of let them know what you're all about um i'd say my favorite hobby for sure is just speaking my truth to people mm-hmm. and um finding a way to facilitate that outlet for myself uh as you know i also have a podcast so mm-hmm. that's definitely something that i enjoy doing because What's your podcast called let them know it's called, yourself uh, out. It's, cool. <laughs> it's called the seven podcast so seven like the number seven and then e-v-e-n and then podcast um but yeah that podcast is uh heavily centered around like the experience of black people but you don't only have to be black to listen to it because you'll get some gems out of it but I just try to offer words that can facilitate our people's healing since mm-hmm. it's often brushed to the side. But um, I also like writing poetry and just writing in general and making playlists on Spotify. Do you, do you for the writing, do you think mm-hmm. that the writing kind of inspired the podcast? Like you were doing it in written form, but now you wanted to just speak Yeah, it. yeah, for sure. Because I remember you telling me that... <laughs> People don't always want to read long posts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's true. So I'm like, I can write a bunch and I can also just talk about it too. Fun fact so. for everyone listening, Nautica is actually the person, like the main person I was like, yo, get on your podcast. Because I, people don't know, but I've been thinking about this forever. And then she started to get on it and then she started her <laughs> podcast. I'm like, dang, bro, she's doing really well. And then she finally was like, yo, you just need to get on and just start. Because one of the things, before we get into it, one of the things that I feel like a lot of people suffer from, when they want to start something, they overthink it. And that's exactly what I was doing. I was like, oh, I got to get the right microphone. I don't even know what my podcast, I didn't know what the podcast name was going to be. That was Yeah, that's the hardest part. (laughs) That's like the hardest part. I was like, I got to get the right microphone. I got to get topics. I got to get this or that. But no, it's it's really Mm -hmm. just putting your foot in the door. And yeah. then seeing where that goes from there. So thank you. Thank you for just like kind of being real with me and be like, yo, get started. Cause yeah. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> thank so you. 
And just like she said, everyone, her podcast, seven podcasts, please listen to it. It's great. Um, you'll find a lot of value in it as well. And hopefully one of these days she'll get me on because I've been asking for a while. <laughs> one day. I've been asking forever. But I know. I know. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. So just to start off before um, we dive deep into it, what kind of gravitated you towards not only learning about mental health, but diving deep into it and like studying all the ins and outs of it? Um, so growing up, I definitely say that it was harder for people to understand me. And I think it was also harder for me to understand people because I just feel like, I feel like as humans, we kind of just live in our own world mm-hmm. until we get to a point where we're like, okay, we have to like kind of stop living in our heads. And yeah. And so um, it just kind of became this thing where I was like, okay, I like learn. I know that I like learning about people and I want to learn more about myself. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like psychology was kind of like that thing that kind of put all of that together. Mm-hmm. But prior to like even knowing what psychology was, I was just kind of like that person that kind of obsessed over like knowing what people were thinking about me and like what their intentions were. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I also just wanted to learn how to communicate better with people because I mean, everybody's minds are just so different and like, so unique. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I feel like that's kind of what do you think jump started that, it. Do you think that it started maybe like middle school, high school, or when you came to college, did you start developing all, yo, I really want to learn more about psychology and like all these aspects that you now know? Yeah, I think it definitely picked up in high school, but like it was kind of something that like in the back of my head that I always knew, like like even though I didn't really know what psychology was, mm-hmm. I still knew what it was in a mm-hmm. way. If that makes it's sense. It's such a broad topic, but it's so yeah, it's so it's literally so broad, and like mm-hmm. there's just so many parts of it that it, it can't really you can't really put it in a container. That's also. true. <laughs> so just to start off, kind of just tell us a little bit about self awareness, self esteem, self knowledge, self perception, like the definitions, and then we can mm-hmm. get into like the the deeper stuff. Okay, so. Um, I'm just going to give like basic definitions of them. And Mm -hmm. then once we get deeper into like actually discussing what the internal versus external self is, I'll just like apply it. So it makes more sense. But um, so that like everyone knows what it is. Self-awareness is basically um, the awareness of one's own personality or their individuality. So Mm -hmm. this is like, this is how you really kind of know who you are, like behind closed doors. And then, Self-esteem is kind of like um, the individual's subjective evaluation of their own worth. So this is kind of like putting other people's opinions of you and then evaluating those opinions and putting them back on yourself, but maybe like cranking it up a little bit because, Mm. I mean, it's other people. Um, And then self-knowledge is just like pondering on um, what, asking yourself, like, what am I like? And then self-perception kind of, incorporates all of those and this is kind of like where um you ask yourself like what are your core values like what does life really mean to you what do you want to go after what is your purpose stuff like that do you think that these four things is like a ladder like do you feel like there's like a like out of these four things do you feel like there's mm-hmm. a foundation like self-awareness has to be first and then self-esteem and self-knowledge or is it kind of um, um if you're trying to really um what's the word um figure yourself out you kind of have to like learn these things all at once or is it like the latter oh i need to know this first and that that. well i feel like self-awareness comes first and then i would definitely say self-esteem because i feel like your self-esteem kind of picks up when you're younger Mm -hmm. you get around more kids because i mean like you grow up and then you're in your house with like your family and Mm -hmm. then you go to the outside world which is like the external and Mm -hmm. then that's where your self-esteem starts like faltering because you have other people coming into your um self-perception that Mm. makes sense yeah that makes sense so i want to kind of talk about so for these four i want to kind of talk about what diminishes it like when so as we grow up in the world um when we everyone faces their own um experiences and some of Mm -hmm. these aspects can kind of weaken so Mm -hmm. let's talk about how they weaken 
at first mm-hmm. and then the psychology of what happens in like your internal being and with your mental health um okay so cool. so to answer that question i'm just um let's just talk about the internal versus external self because i feel like in my opinion the external self is kind of what will diminish those if that makes sense okay so um people typically they experience themselves in basically like two general ways and that's the internal and the external and so the internal self is based on like reflection and evaluation so that's kind of like you and you see yourself that's it mm-hmm. and then the external self is based on what you do on the outside and mm-hmm. so i'd say like the internal self is like who you truly are it's like your true self and then the external self is um your projected self so how you cope with your everyday life Mm -hmm. and i say that like like self-esteem will be diminished because of just people trying to um the external really is there your external self is there to kind of like protect people and yourself that's what it's like you're covering yeah yeah like like um let's say that like i'll just use myself for example um if there was something like about me that i didn't want people to know then my external self would like be this whole like the whole opposite of what i really am because i don't want people to know Mm. who i really am because my self-esteem might be low because i think that people would think a certain way if they knew who i really was so it's kind of like Mm -hmm. um so so if you're in so your external self you kind Mm -hmm. of um, put on a not want to say a show but you put on this kind of mask to yeah exactly from judging Mm -hmm. because you don't think Mm -hmm. you think that if you show people who you really yeah and if you if anybody's listening on here if you like astrology your external self would be like your rising sign Hmm. and then your internal self would be like your sun sign so (laughs) <laughs> yeah, astrology is like a whole nother topic yeah <laughs> but okay that, that makes sense so that was self-esteem and self-awareness so mm-hmm. how does self-knowledge and self-perception play in so self-knowledge a lot of the self-knowledge and self-perception so like i said before self-knowledge is asking what you're like and self-perception is incorporating all parts of yourself to understand what your core values are and mm-hmm. to understand like both of those and to get self-knowledge um you have to go within. And so a lot of learning about yourself is going to take place in the internal. And it's like, because people, let's say like with trauma, we internalize a lot of trauma and mm-hmm. we don't even know that we do. And then sometimes that can reflect in the external, the way you speak to people and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so um, just like self-knowledge and um, your internal self go hand in hand because it's it's about thinking about what you think about mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. that that, yeah, that does make sense um mm-hmm. is it cool if i use an example from one of your podcasts yeah yeah sure okay so for those of you that didn't watch her most recent podcast please please do but to correct me if i'm wrong but mm-hmm. when you're talking about um how your external self is reflected about your internal so remember when you said in the podcast about how you were feeling after um, those horrible events that occurred at our school last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you said that you were like blocking people out and, yeah, and, yeah. and you were kind of just trying to be by yourself and mm-hmm. um, yeah. your, your, um, your vibe, your, your attitude towards others was mm-hmm. kind of like in like a, what was it? Like a, I don't like know, I was pushing negative. them away. Yeah. You were just yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Them. It was definitely negative. I don't, Okay, I didn't I, want to like clean. Yeah, them. no, it's fine. So that <laughs> I, pra- uh, well, I just want to say one thing mm-hmm. on my podcast. I talk a lot about like vulnerability, so I'm mm-hmm. pretty much like if I'm on like a podcast or something, I'm pretty much an open book, so I don't really care. <laughs> so that would that be an example of your external self kind of masking? How you yeah, think? it's it's my external self was definitely trying to protect me from like dealing with what was really going on so i was pushing people away because you know mm-hmm. like there's people that ask you questions like well what's going on or what how do you blah, blah, blah. how do you feel you about like, this yeah that? you're yeah. like oh. you're like and your your internal self was like well how do you think that i feel like why mm-hmm. would you ask something like that so mm-hmm. instead of like saying something like that you just like i'm gonna just push them away because 
to me, like, to say that is rude, but it's also, like, it's okay to think that because of what happened. Mm. And so I feel like that's kind of what people struggle with is, like, they don't want to accept that they feel a certain way about something because they think they get into this space of, like, this is not a good way to think. This is a bad way to think. But it's okay to think bad and to think good because mm. at the end of the day, you're still thinking and you're a human being. That is true. Emotion. So. so do you think that our intrapersonal battles that we face is, it has a more detriment to us than kind of our surroundings? Cause I know you said that um, mm-hmm. our surroundings have a play a big role um, yeah, in what we um, deal with. But mm-hmm. a lot of times, um the hardest battles that we face aren't with other people it's within ourselves yeah exactly you feel like that has that has a more negative effect or is it kind of um the surroundings of how people treat us and stuff like that um i don't really think one has more of a negative impact than the other but i definitely think that um the internal can be like a really big battle because it's just you and yourself and nobody else is there to help you. So mm. that's basically you having to get real with um, your flaws and just everything. Mm. And part of like the internal self is um, I call it like, it's called, well, Carl Jung called it um, shadow work. And basically mm. um, the shadow is like the side of your personality that, contains all parts of yourself that you don't want to admit to having Mm. and it's like basically it's very unconscious like you don't even like you know that it's there but to the point that you don't want to think about it anymore that you'll just repress it like so much and that you just internalize it and it just becomes like something that you don't even think that you don't even think about anymore so are you talking about like habits that we develop or like actual traits about ourselves that we don't like yeah, actual traits about yourself that you don't like. Okay. So what was his method of kind of um, acknowledging that and um, facing it and trying to use it for to better ourselves? Um, so the really the first thing about it is like actually identifying what it is about yourself that you don't like. Because most of it is, it's like, it's things about yourself that you don't like and that you don't want to get real with them about. And so I think definitely the first step is just acknowledging and accepting that, okay, these are parts of myself that that I can work on, mm-hmm. but I can also use them to my advantage because I know that I've been through this. And so mm-hmm. let's say you meet somebody that's also going through the same thing. You mm-hmm. can actually like integrate your shadow self to actually help other people and like guide them into mm-hmm. accepting that part of themselves because I feel like with the shadow self, it's mostly getting into your head and thinking like, oh, I'm the only person that goes through this. Because I mean, like, that's like your ego. You're like, yeah. it's just me versus the world. And like, Not nobody's going to do that. Yeah, which is like, it's false. So everybody I goes through I even think that sometimes. Yeah, like, like everybody does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 it's in the moment type of thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're, when you're really going through it. Um, maybe mm-hmm. your friend isn't or a family member isn't or just people around you may not be you're like wow I'm mm-hmm. really going through it by myself there's no one here that understands me stuff like that but yeah. at the end of the day we live in a world there's seven point what five billion people in this world there's a lot of people yeah, yeah someone's <laughs> going through it the same way you're going through mm-hmm. yeah, so exactly the first thing was to identify what you don't like about yourself so what what would be the next step um basically just uh one one step is you could go to therapy but i obviously know that one people can't afford that and two mm-hmm. everybody doesn't like talking to other people mm-hmm. so i feel like the biggest thing that you could do is honestly writing and i know a lot of people don't like to write mm-hmm. but writing is like a very like freeing and therapeutic thing mm-hmm. because it's just like one you get to write down what you feel and actually see what it is on paper mm-hmm. and then that also helps with like you being able to accept what it is and then also you can go back and like see what your patterns are mm-hmm. and then um just really being able to identify like where it'll also help you with tracing it back to where does it does this come from mm. and so and then a lot of it like when you are talking about your shadow and stuff um it'll also be able to help you identify like what is it in their external like world that is making you feel that way too 
Yeah, writing is definitely something that people should really pick up. Or you can be like us and start a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> nah, nah, for real. Um, I feel like I feel like one of the reasons, at least for me, I can only speak for mm-hmm. myself. But for me, mm-hmm. I feel like one of the main reasons why writing was discouraged is because mm-hmm. of remember, like back in like middle school or high school, they'd be mm-hmm. like, "Oh, um, write about something," or I mean, if it was something personal, like, "Oh, this mm-hmm. just write." And yeah, creative writing course but you have mm-hmm. to turn that writing into your teacher. Exactly. And, and then it's it. like, yeah. And then and it's, it's like, it's cre- yeah, exactly. I'm like, how is it creative writing if it's, if it's being told what to write about? So that's true. That's why I feel like journaling is just more free because you kind no of seeing get, it. You, exactly. You. And you get to like have the control of what you want to say or not. And like writing isn't the only thing. Like you can also like draw or paint because a lot of people do like art therapy Mm. and like they're they'll be able to like paint like what they feel on the inside Mm. and like sometimes that's like really scary for people to see like they're like wow I didn't really know like like that's really how I felt on the inside once you see like a piece of artwork and you're like Mm -hmm. well that's really how I feel (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) for for me I I I would say I'm a very creative person so I like Mm -hmm. to make videos i like to do art that's that's kind of how i express myself but yeah mm-hmm. we're, we're not telling you that you have to write but whatever mm-hmm. it is that you find that is easy for you to express yourself whether it's through music mm-hmm. writing art drawing um, yeah singing it, it doesn't matter it's, anything yeah as long as you're trying to express yourself mm-hmm. i had a i had a friend who's asking um she was like what what should i do for meditation and mm-hmm. she was thinking that you had to like sit in a like sit down room, and cross, yeah like, cross your legs put your fingers no. in there and be quiet i was and like, that's yeah yeah i was like <laughs> i was like you know what that that is actually something that a lot of people get mixed up and, and for yeah, my, yeah. myself as well i used to think oh meditation is mm-hmm. what you have to sit. yeah i think i think we've all been there at some point mm-hmm. you have to sit in this <laughs> monk-like state and you have to be mm-hmm. quiet but really meditation like you said earlier writing for mm-hmm. you is very therapeutic it relaxes mm-hmm. your mind it allows yeah. you to narrow focus mm-hmm. your thoughts and kind of mm-hmm. heal yourself in a way so yeah for sure if people are like oh what do i do to meditate literally anything that you feel i mean obviously hopefully it's something yeah. good <laughs> but anything that you feel that allows you to like be refocus yeah kind of block the world out mm-hmm yeah because meditation really is about just like being in flow Mm -hmm. and like being like in concentrating like not even necessarily concentrating but like it's to the point where you don't even think that you're concentrating you're just i don't know you're just being in flow yeah you're just doing your thing (laughs) like i'll give i'll give the people example when when i'm running Mm um either listen to music podcasts or whatever but mm-hmm. when I'm running, right, for for me, I, everyone's different, but for me, when I'm running, it's considered a form of meditation for me because when I run, nothing else in that moment matters. Yeah, I'm not exactly. thinking about what my next assignment is. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about uh, what happened earlier in the day, what happened, mm-hmm. what I have to do tomorrow. When I'm running, all I'm focused on is running. Exactly. And like you said, I'm in flow. I'm exactly in a meditative yeah. state mm-hmm. so and a lot please, of it is about like breath work too and so definitely running for sure def- please go into that what what would you say um is breath work and how do we develop it um it's basically just like focusing on what your breath is doing because i feel like like we're just like we kind of take the fact that we breathe for granted and so we just do it we're just like oh, I just inhaled some air, but, like, to really, like, sit down and think about, like, the, your breath is moving from the base of your stomach and up and out, and then you're taking it mm-hmm. back in and going, and it's going back down, and, like, thinking about your, your stomach contracting and your lungs contracting, and, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's about thinking about the whole process of what breathing is, mm-hmm. so that you kind of, like, appreciate it more, because you're, mm-hmm. like, wow, a lot of people didn't get to wake up this morning, and, take that something as simple as a breath so that's pretty that much true. what it is and and back to the meditative state it ties in mm-hmm. because when you're completing or you're doing a task that you love and you're, and you're in the flow it does mm-hmm. allow you to work on those four aspects self-awareness self-esteem mm-hmm. and yeah mm-hmm. because the thing about it 
um, when when you're constantly running, when you're constantly being pulled by every which direction, someone's got something for you to do, you have mm-hmm. all these tasks, and you're just busy. Mm-hmm. It's, you're not. It's really hard to just sit and focus on yourself. Exactly. And like, I tell people this, and I, it was mentioned before that if you if you focus on yourself and you mm-hmm. try to implement ways to increase and maximize your self-awareness your self-esteem your self-knowledge and self-perception mm-hmm. that in itself isn't selfish no yeah people feel like oh if i if i were if i focus too much on my it, it is from the very vanity mm-hmm. materialistic state yeah but we're talking internal exactly that really makes the person but, because mm-hmm. i think and correct me if i'm wrong but i think that if you're a type of person that doesn't care about yourself, mm-hmm. and I know that we all have reasons why we don't care about ourselves, but mm-hmm. um, you don't want to focus on um, these aspects, but you're in the life, you're, you're, in a, you're surrounded by other people. There's other mm-hmm. people in your life. In a way, that is selfish. Because yeah. like you said, you're in, your external is reflected by your internal. Mm-hmm. People that are disturbed internally externally there it'll show yeah Yeah. and even if you try to be we've all been through it that you go to school or you go a place and you're internally you're bothered Mm -hmm. (laughs) but sometimes it slips up you might yeah it's it's Mm -hmm. it's the same thing yeah exactly and that's a part of like shadow work is like people um whatever you're feeling on the inside you're projected onto other people because like Sometimes a lot of people's shadow work will jumpstart because other people are like mirrors of like what's really going on internally for them. And so like that can be very scary for people, but it also can be like this thing that awakens them to be like, okay, there's some things that that I need to work on by myself. So Mm -hmm. that's what I mean by how like, like everything outside of you is also a reflection of what is on the inside of you. So if you're dealing with a lot of things on the inside and like on a subconscious level, you want to fix it. It's going to show somebody or something is going to show up to where it's like, Hey, this is your opportunity to Mm -hmm. work on your shadow self and integrate it into Mm -hmm. like something better. So So people are listening to this. They're they're Some people um, really taking it to heart, but they're like, Oh, Monica and Solomon, they're saying all these things, but mm-hmm. they're not giving me anything specific to do. Because it's it's easier for us to say because we, we kind of, in a way, are figuring it out. Exactly. Um, trial and error. But let's say someone's at ground zero. Mm-hmm. How do you, what, what, what steps would you tell them to kind of get from, oh, I, I'm, I'm not self-aware, I have no self-esteem, self-knowledge mm-hmm. is low, self-perception is low. How, what, what steps would you that worked for you, would you advise people to take in order to build that up for themselves? I really feel like the best way to break that like barrier and wall is to accept the fact that one is going to be a scary process because you've never done it before. Mm-hmm. And two, I know like I also am somebody that struggles with like trusting other people, but by like, <laughs> literally, but at like some point, you have to just like like come to your senses with yourself and you have to be like okay there's somebody there's at least one person in your life that you trust mm-hmm. and that whoever that one person is is whoever is who you need to practice being vulnerable with and mm-hmm. i really feel like vulnerability is really like the thing that breaks that barrier mm-hmm. because so many people are afraid of being like just so true hard. and like opening up so yeah hard. and it's hard when we live in a world where like a lot of the stuff around us is like super fake and superficial mm-hmm. so like i get it it's like it's gonna it reflect it's our external so it's gonna be hard to like break through those barriers on our own mm-hmm. so um, and it's definitely it, finding somebody to vent to for sure and i feel like since I mean, we all heard the saying, oh, nobody's perfect. Yes, Mm -hmm. that is true. But we do live in a world where they tell you you have to be perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's plastered on Mm -hmm. everything. Social media, it's in college, it's in high school. Oh, you got to do this. You got to get this GPA, this or that. So when you have 
all these external circumstances, all these external factors that we care a lot about mm-hmm. subliminally telling us, oh, you kind of have to be perfect. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Then it when, it, when it comes to being vulnerable and realizing mm-hmm. that you're not perfect, mm-hmm. that's hard. And it, it yeah. is hard. And, and especially it's, it's hard to share um, a trait or a characteristic about yourself that you mm-hmm. don't like with someone else that you trust and tell them, yeah. I don't like this about myself. I know it's bad and I don't know how to change it. And that, that's that. I feel like um, on the process. I feel like that's, yeah, yeah. Okay, of, no, you're good. On the process <laughs> of healing, that's like mm-hmm. one of the hardest steps. Yeah. Like and it's also the most, it's the most freeing though. That's why. Like, that's really why. Because you're literally freeing, you're like, you're in a way like freeing your soul because your soul mm-hmm. is very authentic. And mm-hmm. so, when we it's live powerful. in a world, a yeah, exactly, exactly. So when you live in a world that's based on like a lot of falsities, it's like mm-hmm. it's scary to be authentic. But you can really tell, like, if you were to go out in the world, you'll be able to tell who's authentic and who's mm-hmm. not. And yeah. so you want to be on the authentic side for sure. <laughs> yeah, I feel like. I mean, I might just be talking, but I feel like one of the reasons why materialism is so much pushed into mm-hmm. the minds of people. Is because the people in charge of all of the media or whatever, they don't mm-hmm. want people to discover their inner being. They don't want people no. to really tap into their souls because they know how powerful mm-hmm. it is. Exactly. So instead, and that's why I'm so anti capitalism because oh. we, <laughs> you knew I was going to do it. Yeah, I was bro. just like, <laughs> I <knew. laughs> like, I was waiting for it. <laughs> like, when you live in such a capitalistic world and everything is based on like, go do this, go, 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 go. You got to make money. You got to do this. You got to do that. You kind of like forget about like your spiritual self and like Mm -hmm. your mental and like your body and your spirit. And like, like when you're living in such a capitalistic world and everything being so fast and like, everybody's like, you need to buy this. You need to buy this to like look a certain way. And like all this stuff, like all of that comes into play or you need to work, 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 work. And I feel like like working all the time is one of the main reasons why people don't ever get real with their internal self because like they're kind of like escaping um, what really like might be hurting them or is like causing them trauma. And mm-hmm. like going to work is just one of those ways where they're like, okay, if I just punch in the, if I punch in here, then I don't got to deal with it. Distraction. And there's, yeah, exactly. It's definitely a distraction. And so, but then there's also people that they don't have any choice but to work. And mm-hmm. so mental health just kind of gets like swept under the rug. And then you get like 30 or 40 and you're like, they're wow, there's a late. lot. Yeah. They think that it's, it's too not late. True. It's really not. Yeah. Like you can still work on yourself, but like, it's like you have this where like a lot of people have midlife crisis and they're mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, what happened? And like, oh my God. So <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, we when you when you know that there's something about you and i'm just speaking generally when you know that there's mm-hmm. something about you that you really want to change mm-hmm. but you feel like society won't let you or your friends or just whoever mm-hmm. won't let you it's like it's like being put in a prison yeah for in sure. a way a mental mm-hmm. people, yeah i mean mental prison is mm-hmm. more yes. because here's the thing mm-hmm. at the end of the day the only one that controls your mind is you. Exactly. Now, granted, there are many varying aspects that um, add to the uh, benefit to uh, these four things and controlling mm-hmm. your mind or it harms you. But at the end of the day, the only one that controls your mind is you. And that's hard to accept because mm-hmm. even me, I'm not, I'm not, I, I would say I'm not a perfect person. Even me, I will blame yeah. my external circumstances on my internal being. I'd be like, yo, he did this to me. He said this. She said this. Professor, mm-hmm. this or that. This is why I feel this way. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a process getting to mm-hmm. that state of, yo, at the end of the day, I control my story. I control yeah. my being. I control how I feel. Mm-hmm. And not allowing the external to kind of um, break that. Yeah. But when you're in a when you're in this mental prison, which is it's it's a it's a lie we tell ourselves. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm in this state because I don't have a choice. Exactly. Yeah. And you could for you sure could, you could take that concept for anything. Oh, 
I'm in this mm-hmm. relationship because I don't have a choice. I can't mm-hmm. get out of it because it's not my choice. I'm stuck. I'm yeah. in a job because I don't have a choice. Um, mm-hmm. If I leave this job, whatever happens, I, I, I'm in this, if you want to do for, because a lot of my, a big part of my audience is in college. I'm in this major because I have to. Mm-hmm. And for some people, I'm in college because I have to. I feel like I can't um, be myself. I feel like I can't get out because there's no other way. But mm-hmm. like we said, the psychology of self is so, <laughs> it's, it's so intricate. It's, no, yeah, there's so many parts to it. Like I honestly, <laughs> we honestly couldn't sit here and just give everyone a whole spill in mm-hmm. just an hour. Yeah, for days because <laughs> there's just so much that includes, but there's so many facets, like so many. The, the mental prison, that's mm-hmm. the that's like the main thing, because mm-hmm. it's like it's it's what's the it's a false calling. I don't know if it's false calling. I don't know if that's the right word to say, but it's an internal. It's a lie we tell ourselves internally mm-hmm. that our external circumstances is the reason why. I can't get to where I need to go or I'm mm-hmm. stuck. And it's like a temporary thing to like, it makes you like feel kind of better. Cause you're like, I have something yeah, to blame excuse. it on. Yeah, it's exactly. I, I probably have mentioned this guy in every podcast because I just feel like his story, you already know what I'm talking about. I feel like his story is so um, unique and mm-hmm. just crazy, but David Goggins. Yeah, for I, sure. I, I put all my friends on David Goggins. Yeah. This guy, he said he he blamed himself or he blamed the um, external. He blamed everybody around him for why mm-hmm. he wasn't getting anywhere in life, mm-hmm. why he wasn't um, achieving anything, why he was so um, just down and just basically just existing. Mm-hmm. And, and this guy is successful in his own merit, right? Everyone's success means something to everyone else. But for him, he he changed that narrative. He changed that dialogue he told himself that mm-hmm. it, it's it, i can't there's nothing i can do about this to oh there is something i can do about this and mm-hmm. i'm in i'm in 100 percent complete control of it and when mm-hmm. he did that obviously it was a very hard road because our mind also likes to kind of force us out of the stuff yeah for sure and he definitely had a lot of shadows in mm-hmm. his like, nature he was yeah because his story but, was pretty dark at the beginning oh he overcame that and now look at him mm-hmm. now so people yeah. that are in it and we've all been it and, and, and he's some- a he's a really good example of like um using his shadow self to like mm-hmm. help other people because i mean he shared a lot of like dark stuff about himself i mean yeah that, that's kind of what it's all about <laughs> yeah when you, when you when you find out what mm-hmm. healed you why not share that with others exactly that's that's why nautica has this podcast <laughs> you guys need to facts. listen to you. facts but um yeah that that's just definitely something that um i really wanted to just elaborate on if you are willing do you have any like, personal stories about how you think that you were in a mental prison and how you're able to overcome that um well i guess the most recent thing was definitely the school shooting that happened at our school mm-hmm. i felt like that was like um I feel like, I mean, I definitely, um, like, in the spiritual community and things like that, you can go through more than, like, one awakening. But for me, that was, like, I had to take time for myself and to really, like, accept, like, what I was feeling because I hadn't felt that way in a really long time. I just felt like there was just, like, a lot of, like, dark energy, like, hovering over me, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And it was just, like, it was very intense, and I was just, like, sad all the time. I was mm-hmm. like, well, I have to figure out, like, why and why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. And um, and just, like, I just had to get real with how I was feeling, honestly. And then I had to also, like, break that wall and, like, start opening up to other people. So I felt like I definitely went through, like, this phase where I just was kind of pushing everyone away. Because mm-hmm. then that meant I had to get real with what I was feeling. But mm-hmm. I definitely did the whole like journaling and writing things and mm-hmm. then that's kind of like what um birthed the podcast thing too like obviously yeah. you telling me but yeah. like after like sitting and like thinking about okay what do I want this to be about because I'm like I not only like want it to help other people but I also wanted to help myself and mm-hmm. I feel like 
um, like I said earlier, like practicing vulnerability is like the best way. And I mm. feel like I'm able to be vulnerable on the podcast. So. How now that you, cause you, you save all your writings, right? Mm-hmm. When you, do you ever look back at them? Yeah, sometimes. How does I that do. feel? Cause like you, you yeah. know, come from like a very long journey. You're just looking back mm-hmm. at the old stuff you write. Like, how does that like, I'm like, it's like kind of funny sometimes, you know, I like to laugh a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, I'll laugh because I'm like, I'm not saying that I was being dramatic, but because I definitely wasn't being dramatic, but mm-hmm. I would be like, wow, it's crazy to think that that happened. And I like really got into my head thinking that like I was going to be stuck in this like one place forever. But mm-hmm. it was really because I just got in my head so much. And mm-hmm. so like, it's kind of like, I'm able to give myself a pat on the back because I'm like, well, I grew from it too. And like, yeah. I feel like that's what people need to look at is like how much they've grown over a span of time and not to be so like critical on themselves, even if it's a little bit, because mm-hmm. you still were able to get through something that most people like in this world would just brush off and internalize. So, mm-hmm. Because like, like we know, and anyone that knows that goes through hard times, they don't last forever. Yeah, for sure. They're 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 temporary. Even though we try to trick ourselves and get into oh, this yeah, mental like, prison. Oh, I'm not I'm <laughs> not gonna ever get through this. And we all and we all feel that way. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's tough. Especially yeah. in the moment, because the human nature naturally doesn't want to go through anything hard. No, we, yeah. We wanna have sure. an easy life. Mm-hmm. And and we try to like calculate everything to like, okay, this won't I need to calculate everything so I won't get hurt. I need to calculate mm-hmm. all this so I don't, I don't get in debt. I need to calculate everything so I don't want to be in pain. And like, we just try to stop so many negative things from mm-hmm. happening when that's not the reality. Like, mm-hmm. you need to have negative things happen to you so that you can mm-hmm. grow from them. And I feel like it's important that people like start to think about, like, it's not about if it's bad or good. It's about like, what did you learn from it? Even How if it did grow? like hurt. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's if you if you're going through life, and let's say, uh, let's say you, um, for example, let's say you go through a horrible breakup, right? Mm-hmm. And that really messes you up, and you're like, oh, um, every every new person you meet, everything you're you're just trying to find mm-hmm. ways not to get hurt, and oftentimes, mm-hmm. when you do that. In a way, you kind of like shut yourself away from people. You, you, if For you, sure, yeah. If someone's trying to get close to you and they haven't, at this point, they haven't shown any signs of them being a bad person, um, oftentimes mm-hmm. you just push them away because you, you're Cause afraid you, of Because, yeah, because you've also internalized whatever that other yeah, person you're, did yeah, to you. you internalize it, you're mm-hmm. afraid of getting hurt and you haven't mm-hmm. worked on yourself. Yeah, exactly. And then as a result, other people that could have potentially been a good person in your life, mm-hmm. they suffer from your actions yeah um and i'm not not blaming nobody or anything like that it's it's mm-hmm. definitely just something that humans do um, for sure we're hurt we don't want to get hurt again so we instead Push of everyone instead of, instead of thinking about what can i do to um grow from this situation what can i do mm-hmm. to prepare myself just in case it does happen again mm-hmm. exactly because obviously we don't know what what will happen in the next moment in life <laughs> yeah literally and you can't if you go through life calculating everything you're not really enjoying you're life. gonna be yeah you're like we stressed. already dealt with so much stress so you're mm-hmm. stressing yourself out more for so sure i would for me my advice would be if you uh, we're doing a breakup situation or example if you mm-hmm. break up and you meet someone nice you meet someone that's really good for you and you and you feel like you're ready to mm-hmm. um be with that bird ready to like date or whatever it is mm-hmm. um don't go into it with this with the mindset of oh i have to i have to act this way or i have to do this or say this because i don't want this person to hurt me exactly go yeah. into a mindset of oh i'm prepared i'm you're not saying that this person will hurt you but you'd be like just being real i'm prepared mm-hmm. mentally just just in case or if this mm-hmm. will to do something messed up or mm-hmm. they were to um, hurt me in any way, I am mentally prepared. So when it does happen, I don't shatter. I don't break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's kind of also um, a mental point that is hard to get to, but it's kind of mm-hmm. like a, a reverse thinking type of way. Yeah. Often, like we say, you 
humans we just want to we just want to want to calculate fix, everything calculate and mm-hmm. find the easiest way not to and get i hurt. feel like with that situation i think the best thing to definitely do is just go in it without any expectation even though i know that's hard mm-hmm. but like i feel like that's what like can trigger a lot of people is, is that they have an expectation of what they think a certain person should be mm-hmm. when in reality it shouldn't be like that you yeah. should just be able to be who you are especially if you're struggling with being yourself why would you put expectation on another person couldn't have said any better <laughs> like so just to kind of wrap things up i have a quote from someone you mentioned earlier named carl mm-hmm. um, he's a for those that don't know he's a swiss guy psychiatrist mm-hmm. um so i'm gonna say a quote and i kind of just want you to tell us what it means to you um mm-hmm. and and kind of tie it back into what you were saying throughout this entire podcast experience so the quote okay. is who looks outside dreams who looks inside awakes so like i was saying um everything outside of you is a reflection of what's inside of you mm-hmm. and what i really think that quote means is like how it says who looks outside dreams so our external self is kind of like the dream is like this is who we want other people to think that we are um and so it's kind of like a facade and it's not like the true you but Mm -hmm. when you start to look inside of yourself um is when you awaken to who you really are and once you i feel like once you awaken to who you like really are then the external um begins to kind of like shift and I was talking about this um uh earlier in the week on one of my mini rants I was uh talking about how um how everyone always says like all is mental like everything is mental and I feel like people really need to understand that like it really is because like we we can control a lot of what happens externally if we deal with what's going on with us internally Mm -hmm. um and so, like, if you're in a really good place internally, then I feel like your space will start to reflect that. So, like, mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, like, so you know how most people that, like, suffer from, like, depression, it can be, like, um, like they'll have, like, a, an accumulation of stuff in their space. And, like, mm-hmm. um, they can, like, turn to, like, hoarding versus... Like By space, you are you mean like like physically like in their room like your like, yeah like your your room like your actual room um because okay. I know like if I ever get if I ever get into like a depressive state then I'll definitely be able to one of my like markers is if my room starts to get dirty because I'm a pretty clean person and so if my room starts to get dirty I'm like okay what's going on on the inside like mm. I that's like I do that all the time I'm like okay maybe I need to like. I need to like I need to clean up and meditate and figure out what's going on because I feel like um we don't really realize a lot of stuff is going on with us internally so mm-hmm. one of the markers is definitely like your actual space um and I kind of forgot where I was going with that but um oh yeah <laughs> it's all good. everything it's all good. is yeah everything is mental so um your internal reflects your external so if you're like let's say somebody's angry all the time, then there's going to be a lot of stuff that shows up and pisses them off in their day versus if somebody is like trying to cultivate where they're like spiritually right on the inside, mm-hmm. then then you'll start to attract um, things that are on the similar vibration of what you are internally. So I basically feel like that's what that quote is kind of saying. Yeah, that's, that's dope. So basically your advice for people in trying to figure out or trying Mm -hmm. to know themselves is Mm -hmm. if you if you're in a state of it maybe it may not be depression but if you're in a negative state Mm -hmm. try to really examine yeah for sure for sure see what you do when you're angry see Mm -hmm. how you how you treat your room how you treat yourself and that's why i feel like things like yeah i feel like journaling is good like you don't only have to journal your thoughts like what you said you can journal what you eat you can journal like what you did that day like if you're upset and you journal about it you can look at what it's like okay so what happened this, this day that like made me feel this way and like mm-hmm. what how was I feeling throughout the day before I exited out of the door and then that'll probably tell you why there was so many like quote-unquote bad things happening mm-hmm. so 
Yeah. So my final question mm-hmm. about the horizon move with purpose. I say this in every episode. I feel like everything we do, we should do it with a purpose. So sure. usually I ask someone, oh, what is your purpose? Um, what is it that you want to, um, what mark do you want to leave on the world? But it's pretty obvious, but we know what yours is. <laughs> so my question is, what, what, do you, what do you hope most mm-hmm. that people... Um, the, the feeling that people get or the um, experience that people have when they finally start to work on their internal being? What do you hope comes out of that for just people in general? Um, I just really hope that they feel like a different type of freedom. And I don't really know how to describe like um, what it feels like because it's different for different people. Mm-hmm. But I feel like um, when you internalize a lot of stuff, it can like make you really feel like literally heavy. And mm-hmm. so whenever you're able to kind of like, uh, let's say like, um, I'm going to try to give like a visual what I'm saying. So let's say somebody has like shackles on their legs and it has a bunch of like bricks and weights on it. So every time that you're able to be vulnerable, it's literally like you're physically like taking a shackle off of you. And like, if you're into meditating and you want to figure out what is like, going on with you internally imagine you taking off shackles and like putting like actual words to what is on those shackles so you know exactly what you're freeing yourself from so definitely Mm -hmm. like people just being able to free themselves from like whatever like internal weights or like weighing them down wow that was was actually a really great analogy (laughs) thanks Alika. thank you for coming on my podcast everyone Mm -hmm. listening please if you really work on yourself really um see just go inside um internal um what we talked about internal versus external they're connected um what you do on the outside that people can see is a reflection of how you feel and what you're going through on the inside and it's not selfish to take care of yourself first because when you do then you're able to in overabundance take care of others especially those that are really going through it. And like we said earlier, no one lives in this world alone. Uh, Many things that we go through, other people are going through. So when you are able to figure it out, you are literally a blessing in disguise for the next person that went through what you just went through. So thank you for coming on this podcast. Everyone remember internal versus external, work on self-awareness, self-esteem, self-knowledge, and self-perception. And also kind of think of this episode as like a part one because <laughs> psychology is just, just so much in it. And I couldn't, I, there was so much more I wanted to say, but I just couldn't. We'd be here all day. So those listening, expect now to be back on the podcast soon because he has a lot of goals <laughs> to share with us. So Nanaka, thank you for coming on my podcast. Thank you Everyone, for having me. This is the Above the Horizon Move with Purpose podcast.